This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. On this week's episode, we will be discussing Michigan's top five men's basketball team, the football team Citrus Bowl matchup with Alabama, and much more. Uh, guys, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing all right, Andrew. How are you? Good. I'm good. Good, good, good to good. be back. Um, first thing I just want to tell our listeners is that Wolverine Confidential is doing a uh, bowl Pick'em Challenge uh, through ESPN.com. Let's go, baby. Um, so the easiest way, I think, to direct listeners to the group um, is this. Google ESPN Bowl Mania. Click the top result. That will take you to the ESPN Bowl Mania homepage. Uh, click Groups along the top. Scroll down a bit and search Wolverine Confidential. We are currently the only result there, unless someone comes up with a little knockoff group. You're good to go. You click that. Um, it's public, so there's no password or anything like that. You will need to create uh, uh, an ESPN account if you don't have one already to log in. Um, but that's it. You will, you will see. Uh, you'll you'll see our. Uh, you won't be able to see our picks, but you'll see our, our entries there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll try to get as many many of our listeners and invite your friends too. Uh, you know, into the group as possible. Of course, it'll be just. No money, no cost, uh, no real prizes. Just um, a nice little shout out from the Wolverine. Shout out from crew. the pot, right? Maybe we can work in some. You know, you ask us a specific question or something, even if it's like offbeat or whatever, and we, we can answer it. Or, um, or maybe yeah, McMahon can we, sign a football for you or something. They, you know? oh, they don't want my. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> mention, yeah, mention their their name or something like that, and of course, bragging rights. You know, among among the three of us as well to see who comes out on top. But uh, yeah, you just pick the winners of all. 41 of the games counting the national championship. You don't have to order them in any way. Uh, ESPN allows you to do that, but we're just going to do a straight, straight pick them, which isn't easy. You might think it's, you know, oh, yeah, geez, the balls games. No, this is tough. Figuring out who's going to play and all that is part of it. And that leads us to Michigan's bowl matchup with uh, Alabama. It's a Citrus Bowl, January 1, 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff in Orlando. Thank God, because Michigan um, played in the Outback Bowl two years ago, mm-hmm. the New Year's Day game as well. Yep. And that was an 11 a.m. kickoff. 11 a.m., yeah. So, you know, early yeah, after. Yeah, you know, celebrating the New Year's, you know, at least, <laughs> you know, 1 o'clock. Right. I'll take 1 o'clock. All right. Um, I guess, you know, but both of you, what, what was your first, uh, you know, reaction when you see, all right, it's it's Alabama in the Citrus Bowl? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I, I think the matchup is appealing from from all perspectives. I mm-hmm. think this is going to – this game, from a bowl perspective, it's going to sell tickets. I mean, Michigan-Alabama is a – you got two of the best programs in the country from a winning perspective. I mean, they're two the two programs people pay attention to. you got two high-profile head coaches. Uh, from a business per- marketing perspective, it's great. I think from the Cit- Citrus Bowl has to be happy. Um, they're probably going to sell tickets. They're probably going to you know get fifty or sixty thousand people, perhaps to sell out there at there at Camping World Stadium. Um, from from Michigan's perspective, I think most fans feel probably feel the same way. I don't know if Michigan stands much of a chance, but we'll see. I mean, we're, we're still waiting to see who's going to sit out, who's going to play, and we can get on, into that a little bit later. Uh, but it's it's intriguing. It's better, I think, than than the Florida matchup last year. 
it is a very intriguing matchup, but in my mind, it's almost like a, a lose-lose for Michigan because, yeah, on paper, like it doesn't seem like they'll be able to to match up with, with Alabama, assuming um, most of their, their players play. And if they don't play and Michigan is able to pull out the victory, um, I mean, people can say, well, I mean, Alabama sat how many first-round picks and, and didn't play. But, I mean, if, if Michigan does is able to pull out a win, it still would be a, a – a statement win for for Jim Harbaugh and the program to, to be the basically the gold standard of college football over the past decade, but it's I don't know exactly. I, That's I, why I have to disagree yeah. with the with the lo- with the lose lose. I mean, I, I I'll flip it around. Win win. You're playing Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you're playing Alabama. So like they like you said, the gold standard of college football for the last hour many years. Here's your chance to play. Like there is there is upside to beating Alabama right. that wouldn't be but there. But what, what do you think the, the chances? I mean, it, it, what, let's say it's another blowout loss, though. Then oh well, that's fine. Right. Yeah, which well. is a very realistic possibility. Right. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, and I think Michigan has more to gain with with a game like this because Alabama and Nick Saban made it pretty clear Sunday that they're not happy in being the situation they're used to playing in the playoff. They've been in every they, one they, so far. They've the been first in every one. one so in. for them, this is a step down. Sure. So a win over them for Michigan would be great. But again, and we're going to talk about this later. We talk about now, but I mean, Alabama has several draft picks on this team. Should you know, should several of them decide to sit out and Michigan does get a win, then you're, then the, the narrative afterward is well, Michigan beat a you know beat majority of Alabama's backups. So it's like, I I think Michigan has a lot to gain from a recruiting perspective. If you beat Alabama, Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff can go to the recruits and say, hey, we can compete with the SEC, we can beat an Alabama team. But the national perspective will be, and again, we're waiting to see who's playing and who's not playing this game. Should everyone decide to play? Think great. I mean, you got you get the best of the best from both programs playing, but then at that point, I think Alabama is the elite team, the better team. So. Yeah, and if even if Alabama loses, I'm sure it's not going to hit the hurt their draft stock for, or uh, their um, recruiting stock very much too. I'm sure the the recruits are going to be able to see through that, and so they're still going to bring in a handful of five stars and, and one of the top ranked recruiting classes in, in the country, in my mind. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean. Uh, you see a matchup like this, uh, we're told before the season, um, a lot of people would have expected it to come in one of the playoff games, mm-hmm. Alabama-Michigan. Um, certainly uh, there were a lot of projections that, that had both these teams in it. Um, but obviously, yeah, it, it didn't work out that way. Um, now, yes, we're talking about, okay, well, if if Michigan beats a you know depleted Alabama roster, we're saying that with, with, with no uh, information right now leading us to believe well, we There'll can be say Tua will not be playing for them. Sure, he so is injured. That, right. um, but that there's any, I guess, that they'll be more depleted any more so than Michigan, I guess is my point. Um, so, I don't know. Let, let's get into maybe Michigan, their roster, and who no, – no one has said they're not playing in this game. Is that correct? No, or what's but, going on? Correct, you're right. You're 100%. Yeah. And a couple guys have said or indicated that they are going to play. Okay. So, we'll, so, I guess we'll start with the two guys that have said or indicated that they're going to play, mm-hmm. uh, one being Josh Uche, uh, who, is, who said he's going to forego his, his senior year in, in the NFL draft. There was, some, there was some discussion whether or not he actually had another year to go because mm-hmm. he did play, I think, four games in his – Three or four yeah, games. Yeah, he's listed as a year. senior on the roster. Right, I mean. right. But he's also listed as, as a two-year letterman coming right. in this year. So right. there's some question about his eligibility. Yep. Um, so and it's unclear what the you know the NCAA has this new four-game rule, retro rule. Mm-hmm. Where you can play four games, but it's not retroactive. Right. So the th- working theory was he had no eligibility left. Either way, Josh Uche <laughs> is gone. He will not be playing next year for Michigan. He says he's into the NFL, but in his letter he did say he was going to play in the bowl game. So Josh Uche is, does plan to play um, after the Ohio State game in the, the post-game press conference. Sean McCune, 
who doesn't who, who does not have any eligibility left and will have to enter the NFL draft. Um, he was asked about his time at Michigan, and he made it pretty clear that he plans on playing this final game in the bowl game. So there's two names right there that sound like they're going to play. Now they are they do reserve the right to change their mind and not not play. Uh, but there's several other guys that that they're. they're it's unclear at this point. I mean, shape on the. Well, I guess we can start with the offensive side of sure. the ball. Um, you got Shea Patterson, a quarterback. I think he has plenty to gain by playing in a game like this. And his dad has has gone on record in saying, is if Shea is 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 will, is able to play physically and not injured, he's going to play in every game he's he wants to at Michigan. So I would be surprised if Shea sits out. Um, you got several offensive linemen uh, who. Either their eligibility is expiring or the NFL draft is calling. Mm-hmm. Ben Bredesen is one. He was a potential first or second round pick. Uh, I think uh, ESPN's uh, Mel Kuyper has Bredesen listed as a top guard available in the NFL draft. So he's and his eligibility is gone. Mm-hmm. So he would have he, he would have a decision to make. Uh, John Runyon has a decision to make. Cesar Ruiz now has another year eligibility left, but his name has come up in the NFL draft talk. So his name he will come up as well. Um, and then you get the receivers. I think those are the biggest That's question the biggest mark. Question mark. Yeah, I mean, you've right. got not seniors, but correct. You've got basically three guys eligible. who are draft eligible and who have big names who have the ability, I think, to play at the next level. Donovan Peoples Jones mm-hmm. is probably the number one number one guy there. His name has come up potentially as a late first round, early second round pick. Um, he certainly has the athletic ability and, and the potential. Uh, uh, Nico Collins is his name. He's, I haven't seen his name a ton in these draft boards. However, he's eligible and he has the ability. I think I, I would argue maybe might be better than. Than Peoples Jones, it just in terms of catching ability and athletic ability, and then you've got Tariq Black, who has one year eligibility remaining, um, but his name is more of a question mark just because his name—he's he, been injured, he hasn't done right. it, he didn't do a ton this year. Um, but those are three guys as well on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, so I mean that that will be huge, of course. Uh, you know the the who among that group uh, suits up. Uh, to me, I mean, it looks like it would make the most sense for for Donovan Peoples Jones to to leave this just, just I mean based off his bowl or his uh, draft uh, stock right now and I mean Tariq Black if you look at him he's been passed up on the depth chart by a few freshmen and a few of the younger guys so I mean I just have a hard time seeing him leaving at this point to declare for the NFL draft just because I don't think there's much uh, his stock is very high at this point I think maybe another year to show that he's healthy show that he can still be productive at the college level could go a long way but again it's just a wait and see game at this point, and that's the key thing to remember about these bowl games: is it, these players are making individual decisions for themselves based on the information they're getting from the NFL draft mm-hmm. advisory board, from their coaching staff, from their from their parents, from the people close to them. You know, they're 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 they're, get, they're getting a lot of guidance, and these bowl games are are you mentioned the stock, and, that, and that's where you have to weigh yourself: where where you rank in the NFL draft boards, and what a, a good game against. An Alabama in a bowl in a bowl game would do for your stock, and I would venture to guess. And I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, we haven't talked to any players yet at this point, so I'm, I'm just going off of hunches. But going against an Alabama on a New Year's Day bowl game is probably a, a, an attractive proposition. Full of high round draft, yeah, future it, high round. It's an attractive proposition out there, yeah. yeah. As opposed to a Peach Bowl last year against a Florida. No, I'm not knocking Florida, but you know. I think Alabama, like you said, they have several draft picks. It's, it's good competition. I mean, we've heard this from NFL teams time and time again. I think Matt Patricia said this. He was asked about, about you know, team college players and teams he pays attention to. They pay attention to Alabama all the time. They're, 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 their scouts are always watching Alabama football games. So I would venture to guess other NFL teams are doing the same thing. So from if you're a Michigan football player and you see Alabama – for the bowl game, I'm thinking several of these guys who are maybe on the fence maybe decide to, to, to play. 
Sure. I mean, and the one aspect we haven't touched on at all, which I think is critical, if you don't play in this game, you're not getting that $400 Best Buy gift card, <laughs> the, 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 the backpack, the watch, the luggage tag. You're That's not getting right. any of this stuff. I wouldn't think. I mean, I guess, <laughs> also, guess you could. Plus a free, tri- free trip to Florida, right? There you go. Um, so. But, yeah, so, the, I mean, we talked about the offensive guys. There's probably just as many uh, guys on the, on the defensive side. LaVert Hill, Josh Metellus. Yeah. Uh, Cudson. Cudson. Yeah. Um, I mean, Uche was up in there, Uche, but he, he said that. he's going to play. Right. So, right. Um, Mike Dana, you know, potential. Yeah. He's a, he's a fifth year guy. He's got no eligibility left. I presume he plays. Um, so we'll see. It, it's weird because it, and another thing we haven't touched on either is several of these guys have already gotten invited to these postseason games, whether it's the senior bowl or the East West shrine game mm-hmm. or the, the NFL PA collegiate bowl out in California. Some of these guys have gotten invites to play in those games. And we saw this last year specifically with, with Karan Higdon, he opted to sit out, uh, but he was invited to play in the senior bowl. He looked at the senior bowl as a more, um, a better yeah. op- potential, better mm-hmm. situation for him because you're working out for a full week, practicing in front of NFL scouts and teams and players and personnel, as opposed to playing the bowl game. When like, are those games? So they're the, um, Mid to late January, so okay. they, they're they're basically a week, uh, about a month, four to six weeks from now. So the, in Quran's, you know, you could play in both. Then. No, you could absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in and Sean McCune's uh, situation, he has said he's going to play in the bowl game. Now again, he reserves the right not to play, right. but he's also committed to playing in the Senior Bowl and the East West Shrine game. So he's he's looking at it like this. He's going to take all this and, and utilize it to his best ability. And Kudos to him, mm-hmm. um, but some guys may look at it like that. That's not the situation for them. So, they, so several of these guys have gotten those invites. They may look at those as more better propositions in the bowl game. But again, like I, like I said a few minutes ago, Alabama is an attractive candidate and an attractive situation to play. And you know they'll be in a, a similar situation. They you know for every player we just mentioned on Michigan, there's, there's I'm sure yeah. one yeah. or two on the Alabama side, and uh, you know our, our sister site al.com uh, you know has has coverage of the Alabama football team. Um, you know, that I suggest, you know, you monitor or, you know, our listeners uh, follow, but um, we'll also be monitoring and, you know, well, they've got Alabama has two potential first round draft picks just at receivers, Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy. Um, you mentioned Tua, who's, who's not injured, who's injured and not eligible to play. Um, but they've between the, the lines, the receivers, they got several secondary guys that are potential NFL draft picks. Alabama's going to be going through this similar situation. They're going to be looking at Michigan and, and this bowl game and the situation. And again, the, the, their post, their post college invites here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's a lot to weigh. You're getting a lot of guidance from a lot of folks. Um, so there's there's decision makes there's decisions to make on an individual basis. Uh, we should and we should have a better idea here in the next few weeks of who's going to play in this thing. The way I look at it from an outside perspective is, I mean, if you're a high round draft pick, and then it would make sense to sit out because you're I mean, you have more to lose. You than have gain. a lot more to lose than gain. Um, but I mean, if you're on, on the bubble as a late rounder or a undrafted free agent, I mean, I, I feel like you can only help your stock a little bit by getting a chance to, to perform against some other top competition and maybe making a big play to stand out and, and maybe gain a few more calls and interest from, from your performance. But obviously that's from a very outside perspective. Yeah, no, this is just, uh, and this is not nothing new to nothing uh, special to the, the citrus bowl matchup. No. This is happening at bowls all over the, the country um, really outside of the playoff. And, and you can get into a bigger debate about what the playoff has done for college football, uh, you know, at large. But Saban um, even brought that up Sunday in the, in the conference call. You know, he was kind of 
poking the media, but he's like, he made a point of saying, well, you all wanted the playoff and you're seeing what happens when you, when you get the 14 playoff that everyone only cares about the playoff. Cause he was getting que- question after question about a not making the playoff <laughs> and the, and like, and <laughs> the sweet. citrus bowl and where it weighs, you know? And sure. he's like, he's like, well, we're, this is our next, he was very Jim Harbaugh asked. He's like, this is our next game. We're going to play our next mm-hmm. game is Michigan's our next opponent. Um, but he's, he made a point of saying, you know, the, the decision for his players to sit, play or not play will be an individual thing, but he made, he made sure to point out that the playoff is, is, is definitely changed the way players think about whether or not to play in a bowl game. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and, and find me a better, you know, bowl matchup outside of the playoff yeah. games. I mean, you've got, you know, the Rose bowl is typically pretty good and that's, uh, you know, two top teams with Oregon and, and Wisconsin. Um, you know, Minnesota, Auburn in the Outback is, is exciting, but I mean, this is pretty much, yeah. this is as good as it, I just think it'll be, it'll be competitive. Um, but yeah, no, this is as good as it gets really outside right. of those playoff matchups. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I said earlier, if you're a Citrus Bowl employee or the yeah. floor, like you're involved with that game, you're happy right now. You sure. got two of the TV biggest, ratings, ticket sales, oh, yeah, merchandise. Gonna, it's all going to be very, oh, one, of, one of the highest bowls yeah. out there. For it'll, sure. be, it'll be watched, that's for sure. And uh, they met four times before. Ryan was was telling listeners in our in our headline segment that you can find on your Google machines. It's on your Google machines. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, this is uh, but the first one since that 2012 opener in yeah, when, uh, at Cowboys Stadium. Yeah. It uh, wasn't a game for very long as Alabama jumped out to a 31 to nothing lead and yeah. kind of coasted to a 41 to 14 victory over Denar Robinson and the Wolverines. And that was that was a top 10 matchup to open the year, too. Number yeah, five, I mean, eight, uh, but, Alabama you know, won the national championship that year. Yes, they did. Um, Michigan and ended up 8 and 4, I think. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're all, 5. Yeah, they lost, five, lost yeah. their bowl game. Bowl so. game as well. From what I've heard, what I've been able to gather, there are a lot of Michigan fans that feel like this game could be, you know, I don't say just as lopsided, but it's going to be lot. They feel like it's going to be lopsided. They think Alabama has a superior talent to Michigan. That remains to be seen, and we're going to have to see who plays or not in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the Las Vegas line was released on Sunday. I think they have Alabama as a set last check, seven point favorite. Um, so I, I don't know what that compa- compares to the other bowl games. It's for, a, yeah, for me, I just, I mean, what's surprising to me is this is, I mean, it's very rare that a, a Alabama defense is the weak spot of their team. Right. I mean, they just gave up uh, 48 points to an Auburn team that, I mean, isn't exactly, doesn't exactly light the world on fire on, on offense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've given up, I mean, f- without playing a uh, very tough competition, they've given up, I mean, they gave up 46 to LSU. Uh, gave up 28 to Texas A&M, 31 to Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, we struggled on offense. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. mean, they 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 can put up points in a hurry, but again, without Tua, I know it didn't really hurt hurt them offensively that much against Auburn. Although the, the their backup did throw a couple pick he sixes. Did career, yeah, he did a career it, game. Too. Yeah, um, I mean, it's. I don't think it will be as lopsided potentially as most people think, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Um, how many how many players sit out for each team? That's the yeah. that's the thing we got to wait and see. Right. I think we can make a better judgment on what, what we're going to watch or what we think is going to happen once we know who is who is and sure. who's not playing. What we can say for now is that they've had similar seasons, and that you know all their both their losses are uh, you know good losses in a way. Yeah. Alabama's was uh, to uh, number one you know LSU and to Auburn you know uh, on the road um, you know both both close games both games you know in, in the forties. You know, Michigan obviously had had the lopsided loss to Wisconsin, but still, um, you know, it's the Big Ten West winner and playing in the Rose Bowl now. Um, 
uh, to Penn State, close loss on the road, um, and then obviously the Ohio State beat down at the end. So, you know, you can flip it around, too. Both teams can say, well, geez, who did you beat, though, when right. all is said and done? I mean, I would say Alabama's Michigan best has win. The better, Michigan has yeah. the better, better wins this year. Than- that, that's probably true. But, again, yeah, that doesn't, you know, that won't uh, that won't mean too much come, uh, come uh, you know, uh, Citrus Bowl time. So, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, we'll talk a little hoops here. How about we talk a little hoops? Yeah, before you hit the road, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, before I hit the road, I'm on my way to Champaign uh, for uh, Michigan's game at Illinois. Um, yeah, we'll see. It, it's interesting, you know, just, just last night, uh, Maryland was in a similar spot. Their top five team went to Penn State, which is unranked, and lost. Um, and in both cases, at least the, la- the last line I checked, uh, Michigan was the underdog in this game, like a one-point underdog, just as Maryland was, too. So I think a lot of sometimes the general public, you know, even media members, oh, huge upset, unranked team, right. beats top five team. It's still early. Talk about this on this pod a lot, playing on the road versus playing at home in college sports, huge deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's reflected in these point spreads sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're, you're actually not uh, such a – Was the Texas Tech-Louisville game, was that a road game for Louisville? It night? was in New York. It was in New York. Right, right. but, but still, that's it, two top five teams went away from home and lost on ranked teams just last night. Um, so, yeah, Michigan will try to tr- try to avoid that. Um, yeah, Illinois uh, – it's just a real quick scouting report would be don't really shoot many threes at all and don't make many of the ones that they take. I'm kind of an you know, interior-focused team. they got a seven-foot uh, you know, monster of a freshman, um, Kofi Cockburn, who's just uh, – I mean, he's just been, been dominant, averaging over 10 rebounds a game, blocking shots. Um, they really get out of their n- number one team. No team in the country rebounds a higher percentage of its misses than Illinois, so they get after it on the glass. Um which looked like a weak spot for Michigan earlier in the year, but they've kind of kind of cleaned that up a bit. But they'll have to be, you know, on top of that. Um, do you, do you, know, you think game, Illinois watching what Garza did uh, from Iowa, what he did against the Michigan and in, in the Big Ten opener last week, that kind of licking their chops, yeah, thinking about I mean, what they can do? Yeah, I'm mean, again, you know, it, it, it was interesting because then you know I watched, uh, saw some of Iowa's then their next game um, against Minnesota, I believe, um, and it was just. You know, Garza just had a very pedestrian game, but some of the other guys got loose from the mm-hmm. perimeter. You know, three points is worth more than two. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of Michigan's thing. They didn't want to give up 44 to one guy, right. but they, they thought, all right, we're not going to double team. That's kind of been there in the last few years. You know, not double team, stick with the three-point shooters and not let, you know, you know, yeah, other guys right. get going. And when um, you're going down and scoring on pretty much every possession too, it's like, – Right, exactly. Yeah, you <laughs> so, can you can make up for it. So, so we'll see. Um, yeah, Illinois – uh, you know, Brad Underwood's teams typically that, you know, they pressure you and they force a lot of turnovers. That's not really happening this year either. So they're just kind of a, a different team. Um, but, but they're good, you know, talented, some talented players on that team, you know, uh, Ayo Desunmu, uh, you know, big time freshman last year. Now he's a sophomore and um, not shooting well from three, but still, still a good player. Um, but yeah, some people will probably be listening to this after the game, so I don't know how much more we want to go in depth on that specific game. Um, Michigan will host Oregon on Saturday. It's a big one, you know, non-conference top ten matchup. Oregon is in the top ten now. Um, that's big time to have uh, at Chrysler. Uh, yeah, no yeah. test, but it's at home. So. Exactly. Um, Early yeah, afternoon game too. Yep. So basically, you're seeing yeah, and double header with with the women. So you know, if you're coming, stick around for both. Um, but uh, yeah, basically you're seeing, you know, a Michigan team that, you know, Franz Wagner, you know, coming back into the fold now. Um, you know, as you as you saw in person, Ryan, he's, you know, 
he, he was thrown in the fire as a starter, you know, right away. Um, but he wasn't quite there yet. And I still don't think he, he's, he's fully there yet as far as, you know, his, his flow on offense, but, um, He's getting the there. Potential. He's getting yeah, there. You can he see he the got p- to the line, and he, he got some points there. And, yeah, you could see kind of what he can do off the ball and things like that. You have so. to be excited about his future this year it was, as he gets his legs back under him, as he gets healthier and gets more comfortable at the college level. I mean, again, it's in a, yeah, he's getting back healthy too, but it's also a complete adjustment to him, um, mm-hmm. a complete different style of game and, and right. adjusting the college level. So I think I think Michigan fans are going to be pleased with him when it's all said and done this season. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a lot to – a lot to like about about Michigan basketball here, um, you know, as as Big Ten play, the early part of Big Ten play uh, wraps up. Um, and then, you know, Michigan, we mentioned the game with Oregon. Then after that, it's 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 some cupcakes at home during the holiday season <laughs> as, you know, Michigan has its finals and um, Christmas, things like that. They'll just have kind of a week between games there for a stretch. But then, you know, the new year comes and uh, right back into the Big Ten play, kind of an early early January matchup with Michigan State. So uh, you don't think Presbyterian can pull off the upset on December twenty first? You know, I'm trying to remember some of these. Th- I, I wrote about all these teams when like the, when, when the schedules came out. <laughs> so many of their game. early teams had uh, so these non conference games had had new coaches and um, yeah. In most cases, it wasn't because the new coach had moved on to something else. It's because he was fired. Um, I'm pretty. Presbyterian, I'm trying to remember where they where they <laughs> fell. They, I'm almost positive they have a new coach. He might have actually left. I think he might be the guy who's at Appalachian State now from their first game. So he might have actually jumped up. Um, so might that that might have been a case where uh, uh, the other guy did move on. Um, but either way, you know they're, new, they're new two coach, and eight right now. Two so. and eight. Yeah, no, these teams are not. Uh, um, you know, they should not give give Michigan too much trouble, but. Uh, I will um, say it was. It, it, you have to, from a Michigan perspective, you have to be happy with the way they bounced back from that loss to Louisville. I mean, they, they had the one loss, their first loss under Jawan Howard. It, it wasn't a, a very good performance on both sides of the ball. Um, and then they come back and score 103 against Iowa. I mean, so it's it like, isn't, sports is a funny thing sometimes, right? I mean, yeah. they cannot put the ball, you know, in the ocean um, <laughs> against Louisville. You know, one of this, their worst offensive performances in, in years from so many ways, including just points. Um, and then come back and, and crack the century mark and just, you know, six yeah, guys, six guys and double, and double figures. And just, yeah. I mean, it's 55% to, compared to 25% against Louisville. Right. Sometimes, you know, it's playing at home. It's obviously the opponent matters a lot. Iowa for the last few years now, not really known for its uh, stingy defense. Um, and, uh, you know, and then just factors you can't really explain whatever luck the ball bounce and things like that so um basketball's yeah. a funny game yeah so it's a, a nice yes a, a great nice nice bounce back for them um so yeah we'll uh we'll see where they where they go from here and then of course we don't we don't neglect the rest of the dozens of sports here on the you know university of michigan campus and uh Ryan, you've got an update on at least a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little quick update on on the hockey team they hosted number six penn state this week uh Earned a four to one victory on Friday night um, before f- falling three to one on Saturday. Uh, I was, a sweep would have been huge there for a team that's in last place in the Big Ten, um, just cr- crashing and, and clawing just to get get wins right now. But uh, a win over a top ten team still going a long way. As they now have a little bit of a break until the Great Lakes Invitational on December thirtieth and thirty first. Um, they'll open up with Ferris State, the the annual um, game at Little Caesars Arena there. Uh, the women's basketball team, 8-1 now, had a, th- a thrilling uh, overtime victory over Syracuse on Thursday. And um, we're down 
uh, double digits late or um, with eight minutes to go and come back to force overtime. And I watched that one. Completely yeah. dominated the overtime session there. So uh, pretty good, pretty good start for uh, for the Lady Wolverines. Kim Barnes and Rico, nice adjustments there through the little uh, full court press at him with Nas Hillman at the top and a little disruption. And Syracuse was just had been raining threes, but uh, it was hard when they couldn't get the ball past half court to, to get those shots up. Uh, Funny how that works. Yeah, nice comeback. Uh, you know, after I don't think that was their first game since the Notre Dame one. They had won one previously. They won two since that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, they're on a little but, bit of a four game win um, streak now. There you go. Beat Eastern, Eastern Michigan, Morgan State, Syracuse, and then beat Oakland seventy nine to sixty four on Sunday. There you go. But yes, as we mentioned, they play uh, again, or I don't know if they play again. State, yeah. Okay, but sorry, they're yes, their home game. Um, Right, the Saturday right after would be, the men's game. Yeah, men at noon and women tip at 3.30. There you go. So, so a little double dip at, at Chrysler. Um, and typically, if you have the ticket for the men's game, it usually gets you in to the women's game. I don't. I, I guess you could double check there I, on MLB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telling our listeners to, to double check if that's the case. But often, often it is when they play on the same day or even the same weekend. Sometimes you show your ticket stub. So, um, yeah, you want to look out for that. But uh, all right. Well, thanks. That's all we got for today. Yeah, thanks for listening. Again, feel free to join our uh, ESPN Bowl Mania, it's called, uh, Pick'em Challenge, um, you know, for bragging rights and some sort of special shout-out prize, I guess we can say. (laughs) Um, All right. Thanks again.